Welcome to the AMC Stock Story Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Corey, and this is not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor. This is solely for entertainment purposes as I talk about my experiences of investing in AMC stock and becoming an AMC ape. Episode 40, AMC 50-50. So the first time AMC hit 50, I'd just gotten into it couple days before and I think it happened so fast I think it ripped right into 50 and just kept going on up into the 60s and that's when my wife and I we were, we were dropping off a car at a, a auto dealership to get some um, get some maintenance done on it and it was too easy I won't say that I didn't appreciate it <laughs> But it, it was. It was too easy. That I thought, hey, you know, I thought it was just going to be GameStop all over again. And even though I didn't get in at, you know, two, four, five dollars a share, I had gotten in before the big jump. And obviously, yeah, we've, I've talked about this on the podcast many times. It went up and then it went down. Went down into the 30s, even dipping into the 20s for a little bit. And then it, it slowly came back. It slowly came back. And I remember the excitement. I talked about this. You heard a little clip when it went on that run um, that, uh, you know, took it from the 30s back to the low 40s. And, you know, we were just genuinely excited and, and um, just exuberant. That rip, those rips are amazing. One of the reasons I stay in it is those rips. They keep me there. And... So when it today, you know, I had a, a good feeling it could hit 50. We were close. We we're right there on the edge. But it wasn't it wasn't that same excitement. And the reason it wasn't was because I knew if I was watching this thing getting ready for it to hit 50 and being excited, I knew the other side was watching it too. And I knew they would attack it, go after it do everything they could to get it back down from 50. And I was surprised that it it got to 50, and then it got to 51, and seemingly through the normal trading hours, it stayed, you know, but mostly like 51 and change. And I thought, well, this is good, because if it's a battle, as long as it can stay above 50, I'll take that. That's a win as far as I was concerned. Even if we couldn't hold 51, if we could hold 50, that was a big one. Started to go down by the end of the closing bell. And then right at the very end, there they showed up. They attacked it. But the, the AMC army was ready. And, and you guys, you kept it up. You know, I'm, you know, I'm at the point now where there's little I can do as far as buying, buying stock anymore. We are... Um, you know, we're kind of at our limit. I always say that, and then I always find a reason to buy more. But that is one of the, 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 there's good and there's bad about the stock moving up in value, that it's harder to buy more, you know, when all your, you know, all your spending cash is tied up in AMC already, it's, it's hard to find that money when the price goes up to $50 a share to do it and then you find it hard to justify like why am i buying at 50 now when i you know could have bought it at 33 uh, a few weeks ago 
Should have bought more shares at 33, which is a whole nother subject in and of itself. Maybe we'll get to that on this podcast. Um, so it's tougher. Now, if we have the extra cash, you know, maybe throw in a, throw in a couple extra shares. But right now, we're, you know, we, we bought a bunch of shares recently for us, a bunch. And we need to let everything kind of settle. And we, we, um, we got to make sure we're we're re- we're able to make some you know big big payments coming up. We got mortgage coming up, and we just did some credit card payments. So there's only so much we can do. So I was I was depending on the ape my ape army out there to to win this battle. And thank God you guys did. You're beautiful. If you went out there and you were buying shares at the end, God bless you. God bless you for that. Not letting them dip it below fifty. So we keep up the momentum. That's the thing. The further you go up, the more you have to risk, don't you? So it wasn't really till it closed above 50 that I could, you know, exhale and say we did it. You know, AMC 50-50. The first 50 was almost too easy. And this this 50, you know, we earned it. If you were if you were on this ride through the summer and you took that dip, Hey, I I have shares I bought at 50. I mean over 50. I might even have a few shares I bought in the 60s. I don't I don't know, maybe maybe not. Because at the time when I was buying those, I either had funds that came through that I either transferred mutual funds and the and the funding from those finally came through or I was just trying to find money anywhere to get it over there and that's that's what the price was and I I thought any day it would go from 60 to 140 and then a 300 then a thousand. So what did it matter whether you bought it at 60 or 50 or 40 or 30? You know, once it gets to a thousand, it's sort of irrelevant, right? That's how that's how I felt. Although when it's kind of stalled, then you start looking at your, you know, your average and you start sweating that stuff. So congratulations, apes. We we got back to 50. Hopefully we can maintain it. Hopefully we go higher. But I'm still nervous. I, I, I got to admit, I'm still nervous. I wish I could, you know, relax a little bit, but I can't. I think the other thing for us is, and I've talked about this, I said, oh, well, you know, the, the hedgies, thank God they stalled all summer and lowered the price because, you know, I could buy more shares. Well, now, you know, when we first started this journey, most of our AMC investment was was in the Roth, my Roth IRA, which I wasn't going to be able to touch for, you know, over seven years, right? So it wasn't quite real money. And it, and, and it was just, that was a small portion of my retirement, and I wouldn't touch it for seven years anyway. So it, it had not, you know, it wasn't going to really impact our immediate daily life, right? And then we had made a small investment, cash investment. So when we went on that ride and down into the 30s, um, it sucked and, and, and it was not fun in any way. But our position at that point was much smaller than it is now. We were able to add considerably to our, our individual you know cash account, we call it, just the money we would have access to now if we needed it and cashed out, right? Anyway, um, if we go on that same journey now, <laughs> it's it's going to be a little more painful. So that weighs on my mind, right? Not that I'm cashing out. I'm not. But 
I don't know. I hope that maybe just as we're tired and we've been through a lot, the hedge funds, they're tired and they've been through a lot and they don't have the power that they used to have to swing us around like they did. So we'll see. Um, another really good thing is, as, as I talked about it, I encourage my father and my father-in-law and other friends to invest in AMC. And when I was doing that, the the price of AMC was in the high 40s. So they all bought in at, you know, 47, 48, 49. Well, now that, and then we always said, hey, as long as it's above 50, everybody we encourage to get in is in the black. So that's nice. And I, I talked to my dad and I told him, I said, hey, listen, you know, you're in the black now. And, you know, I felt bad when I encouraged you to get into this. I was a little naive and not knowing exactly how corrupt the system was. And I felt bad that I encouraged you know him to get into this, and then it dipped down like it did. And I said, but it's back now, so you can make a decision whether you want to stay in this or not. I'm staying in it, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel responsible now for everybody I encourage to get in it as long as they're in the black and they can make their own decision now to get out without really losing anything in case they didn't sell anything during the dip. Now it's up to them and they can make their own decision and that makes me feel a little better. I hope they stay in it. I hope this works out and they, they get, you know, if not life-changing money, certainly a, a nice financial um, uh, payment for their investment. So that was good. I was I was happy about that and relieved about that. Um, so it was a it was a good day. It was a good day. I tried to get some work in. Uh, it was a little light on Friday, and then so I kind of came home to watch the end of the trading day, and then never never left. Never went back out. We had some family, uh, you know, kid obligation stuff that we wanted to do, and and I helped out with that. So I wish I could have made a little more money working today, but I didn't. But Saturday and Sunday, hopefully get back to work and make a little bit of money here. Um, one, one bad thing that happened, I mentioned before that the VELF got funded. We had another uh, uh, backer join the project, and, and um, they, they took it above the $200 fundraising goal that I had. Um, they canceled their pledge. I don't know. I feel bad. I don't know why they canceled it. I don't think they sent me any notes or anything on why they canceled. Um, I don't know. I feel bad. I think when they initially backed it, I didn't know they had backed it till later that night. I just didn't see the email and I wasn't aware of it. So it wasn't until I was going to bed that I knew it was a funded project. And then, you know, I, I was so nervous about this AMC that that was really just my whole focus in the morning and everything. And um, I probably should have sent out an update on the project and a thank you, even though I did mention it in the podcast. But if this person doesn't listen to the podcast, they'd never know that. But I didn't formally send out an update email saying, hey, you know, thank you, backer, the new backer. We're now a Go project. And I don't know if this person felt slighted. Like, hey, I just, you know, I was the one that made your project go. And you haven't said thank you yet, so I'm taking my backing away. Or maybe they just had second thoughts. 
and pulled it or they saw another project they liked better. So I don't know, uh, Kathy G, if you're out there listening, I'm sorry. I did thank you on the podcast. I just every I was just kind of overwhelmed with events um, last night and this morning, and I never got around to posting an update on the on the project. But yeah, it's it's it dipped below the goal, so now it's not a go project. So who knows? There's still um, about a week left. It's good. It's good till next Saturday. But it it's funny, you know. It puts me in a funny position that. It, it didn't go viral or it didn't go gangbusters like I'd hoped, right? But it did get some backers. And it's at that point now where it's close to being a go project. And if it's a go project, you send everything out, you can collect your money, you do all the forms and everything, and, um, and that's, a, that's a good thing, right? But it wasn't a lot of money, and it was only a few people, right? So there's also a temptation like, you know what? Maybe I'm just going to put all this on hold, and I don't want to deal with it right now. I'd rather just put all my energy and focus on AMC. And do I even want someone else to back it? Which is an odd thought. But it's it's hard, you know, when you put something out there and it doesn't quite take off. It's it's easy to want to just sort of brush it aside and, and forget about it. It's such an uphill climb, I think, at this point, trying to make this product work. I believe in it. I think it's a. I think I've said it on this podcast. I I love it. I've stuck with it for a long time here, and I do think that it it could be a game changing product. And the only way I'll really know that is if you know I finally just get around to letting people use it and and see if other people feel the same way or if there's some things holding it back. What are those things? And you know, can it can, you know can it be the product that I think it is? So I don't know. We'll see. Hope, but if somebody backs the project in the next, you know, seven days by next Saturday, then yeah, it's a go project at that point, and I do it. But if they don't, you know, it's going to fall short, and it the project just dies as far as Kickstarter goes. I'm I'm not under no obligation to fulfill it. Although I could reach out to the people that backed it and say, hey, send me, you know, contact me at this email address, and we'll work something out. You know. One way or the other, I'm, I appreciate you wanting to support this product. And if you really want one, I can make sure you get one. And we can work something out around Kickstarter rather than doing the whole Kickstarter thing. Just figure something out for them. Anyway, so those are the updates on that. How are you doing? <laughs> How did you feel about hitting 50? Pretty good? Yeah, let's go around the horn here. To all my uh, people downloading this podcast, and let me and let me tell you something. You know, maybe I maybe I blew it by not thanking that backer and letting them know how much I appreciate them backing the project and making it a go project. Let me thank you once again for listening to this podcast. You've made a um, you made this podcast. If if nobody had listened to it, I would have stopped doing it a long time ago. It's funny, I I. I was converting the podcast episodes into YouTube clips, right? It was just, you know, it was just the audio basically with a just a, you know, slate, just one a static picture of the of whatever the podcast episode was. No one was watching them, right? Not many views at all. So what did I do? I stopped posting them. 
you know, kind of like the Valve. You know, I put it on there. Not a lot of people were backing it, so I lost interest. You know, the people, if the interest isn't there, then move on to something else, right? But but thanks to you in, in listening to this podcast, I, I appreciate it. Listen, I know it's not your typical AMC um, uh, entity. There's no predictions. There's no, no technical analysis. There's no due diligence. <laughs> no charting. No history. No other, you know, no penny stock. Other stuff. Other options and plays. No, uh, no live coverage. Um... It's it's just kind of you know me talking about what it's what it's been like being an investor in AMC and then you know talking about my life. I love talking about movies. Boy, anytime I can talk about movies, you know you know I'd love to do that, right? And talking about writing, and I I appreciate you being there. So let's go around the horn, Madrid. Thank you, Madrid. You're always there. Dublin, you're always there. I love you guys. You don't know what it means to sit here in Oregon in the United States. And know that, you know, someone in Europe is, is listening to the podcast. Now, listen, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the situation is. I don't know if you're an American abroad and, you know, you're trying to find, you know, some American podcast that you can listen to. Or whether, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're just, you know, speak English, you understand English and, and you do it. And God bless you. I, I took Spanish in college, and I, I struggled <laughs> to get through it. Learning a second language is tough. At least it is for me. So the fact that you might be listening to a podcast in a second language that you know, I'm, that's impressive. Um, so thank you for that. Of course, uh, so Madrid, thank you. Dublin, I'd, someday I really want to get to Ireland. I'd, I'd love to... Um, it's one of the things I love about living in Oregon that is very, you know, very pretty, very green. And I'd, I'd love to just kind of wander around Ireland at some point and just sort of, you know, be in amazement at some of the views. Um, Amsterdam, Rotterdam, Edmonton, Vancouver, Buffalo, Long Beach, Atlanta, L.A., Philly, Miami, Newark, Oakland, Milwaukee, Charlotte, Washington, D.C., New York, Pittsburgh, Houston, Chicago, Kansas City, and Seattle. And, and if I missed your city... Hopefully I'll uh, get you guys on a, on a future podcast. But I definitely appreciate everybody out there listening. And I hope you're feeling really good about hitting 50. Maybe you're nervous like me, right? You're really nervous. It's funny, like, when you when you, when you write a story. If I was writing a story right now about this, right? And let's say it was, who knows, maybe like Lord of the Rings or something. And, you know, you have these people, all these, this varied cast of characters all coming together for, you know, a battle. And and certainly from my take on it, right, having, um, having, you know, not been involved with the battles in January, you know, so it's something like I heard about, right, but finally I got my call to join this battle when I heard AMC was going to have a same run like GameStop did. And there was, it was still room to get in, on AMC, whereas GameStop was, you know, seemed like that was either done or it was too expensive to get it at that point. I could still get in on AMC, and I joined the battle, right? So you join this force, they're going off to face the forces of evil, right? And you go off, and maybe you have your first battles, and for whatever reason, they're fairly easy victories, and you think, this is easy, we got this in the bag, you know? Not only are we going to win this war, we're going to win all the wars, and we're going to 
set the universe right and you're cocky and you're you know you're ready to go then all of a sudden you get to the big the next big battle and bam you just get it handed to you and handed to you and beaten down and you're forced to retreat and you feel terrible and you go to a, a, a bad place where you have to you know rethink everything do you really believe in this others have left Others told you were you were you were crazy. You were stupid. This was a gamble. Oh, we're not going on that journey. It's funny. I I talked to people. I talked. There were some people I talked to about AMC, and they said no way, absolutely no way, out of it. Pure gambling. You know, one person who I respected. They said it's pure gambling. I'm not doing that, right? And I thought, oh my goodness. Yes, it's gambling, but come on, you know. How can you not take advantage of this? Oh, well, I found out. So you go to this place, who knows, swamp, desert, and you have to rethink things and reevaluate everything. And what's the conclusion that you come to? The conclusion that you come to is, I'm going to continue the fight. I'm not giving up. I have my, you know, my band, my, my, uh, fellow apes and we're going to see this through whether we change anything or not who knows and who knows what we'll get out of it maybe we break even maybe we lose a little bit or maybe we achieve that life changing money we're all desiring but when you go to this dark place and defeat not quite defeat but certainly retreat and you come out with the resolve that you're going to win this war, that you're going to do whatever you need to do to win it. And you rejoin that battle, and you start making progress again. And then maybe you do you do get a nice victory that takes you back, not all the way back, but now you feel great. You're like, yes, we're back in it. We're back in the black. We're ready to go, and we're ready to fight. Although now when you're ready to fight, you know, you've, you've, you're a different person. You've changed. Remember the Matrix when... Neo comes back, and he's even more powerful than he was before, even Luke Skywalker. So we're coming back to the battle tested, and we're ready to face this down. And it's funny, like, I, I don't want to equate this with war because it's not, it's not anywhere close to it. But I can't help but in my mind, I think of, like, you know, World War II, where you're, you know, you're... You're with your troops and you're advancing and you're running into opposition. And there's no baloney anymore. You're out here to do a job. And, and quite frankly, you do it in a very cold-blooded nature. That you just take care of business. There's no celebrating. There's no high-fiving. You're just advancing. And if you need to, you do whatever you need to do to advance. Period. And that's how I feel now that we're... We're moving forward, and we're going to do whatever we have to do as apes to move forward. And when that means destroying some hedge fund, you get destroyed, and all those people are going to be out of a job, just like they wanted to destroy AMC, just like they destroyed Toys R Us and all these other companies. They, they had no qualms about that, right? They had no qualms about it. They didn't mind putting other companies out of business, so they could get their billions of dollars in profit, right? So we're coming back, and you can, you know, morally, whether we're justified or not, or, or whether we deserve 
to get the kind of money we want to get right now, who cares? We're going for it and we're doing it. And it it worst we're no we're no worse than they are. So that's how I can sleep at night, knowing that, you know, as we, we buy and hold, we're gonna impact other people's lives. But those people had no problem, you know, impacting. It's war. You were you were willing to go and kill somebody? Well, guess what? You know, you're gonna get killed. And that's that's the sad part about war. That, it, that people died. Now, this is not war, so nobody's really dying, but it's going to impact people's lives. So anyway, you know, I mean, think of all the Coke dealers that uh, are going to lose clients, all the strippers. You know, think about them. Take one moment, please, as we go forward this. Please think of the Coke dealers and the hookers that are going to be directly impacted at, by this. Yeah. Yeah. No dancing, as they said in the the big short when they were leaving the, the Vegas casino, knowing they were, you know, they're all happy and Brad Pitt's like, don't dance, don't dance. We're, we're betting on a collapse of the American economy. Anyway, we'll see, you know. Uh, we'll see what this final battle is like. We'll see how long it takes. I mean, this, you know, we could be in for a grind now, you know. Every week it's a few dollars. Every week it's a few more dollars. And, and I, I'm okay with that. As long, as long as we're going up and we're we're making progress like that, then I'm I'm good with that. And even if we're stalled for a little bit in the 50s and 60s, it, that's okay. We'll we'll deal with it. I think I got really antsy last time. In fact, I even made a video. It seemed like we were in the 50s for a long time. We were, we were like at 53, I think, or 50, you know, five. I don't know what it was, but you know, I made this video. Of visualizing the the Moas app, and and I just had it jump. It's a pretty basic video. I just found all these other stocks that had greater value than AMC, and I just cut and pasted the AMC name on top of theirs, and then I made a you know PowerPoint, and it, it just like one slide goes from the other, and I set it to music, and you see the stock go up from like fifty to five hundred thousand, and I did that because I was antsy, because I was tired of the stock being in the fifties. And I almost wonder if it wasn't, again, I talked about the false sense of control. That's why the stock went down, because I was arrogant enough to make this video. That's right. The MOAS was going to happen. Everything was in place. And then someone got word that I'd made this video. And they said, do you believe the arrogance of this punk? You know what? Forget. The, the MOAS is off the table. No, nope. MOAS is off. Dip it in the 30s. Dip it in the 30s. Even even take it down to 29 at some point. So I take responsibility for that for my my video. <laughs> so no, no, that I don't take responsibility. It doesn't have. It doesn't work that way. Uh, but it's funny, you know. I mentioned about you know watching the ticker um, now and trying to exercise while I watch it. So it's funny. I've I've been doing that a little bit. Not not exactly Rocky three here. But um, I, you know, get on the elliptical and I'm pedaling away and, and doing my, you know, uh, exercising on it. And then every once in a while, you know, it'll go up, right? And it's easy in your mind to connect the two. Like the harder I work, the higher the ticker goes. Um, so that's kind of funny uh, doing it like that. It's always nice. And it motivates you to keep going and, and uh, 
but uh, so far so good. You know, I got to I have to take better care of myself. I hope you feel the same way that you know, you hopefully you're going to achieve your life-changing money and make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you get to enjoy this money for as long as you, you want. Maybe some of you guys are in the 20s. Or some of you listeners are in the 20s, so it's not as big a deal. Or some of you might be like me, you know, in your 40s or 50s. It's like, just, hey, take care of yourself. You get to a certain age, and you, you know, you, you see, you hear about people dying. It's kind of early still, but it happens. And, you know, you feel bad for that person, but then there's another part of you that says, hey, that, that could have been me. You know, am I any different than that person? Um, so, you know, the older you get, the you know, you do have to um, take care of yourself because you never know. You really don't. You never know. Enjoy your weekend now that we're in the 50s. Enjoy that. And obviously the market's closed the next couple of days. So the next, if I do a, a podcast this weekend, it won't be the mother of all short squeezes. So I can't do my normal tease out. Not sure what the next episode will be about. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see on the next episode of the AMC Stock Story.